0: Welcome to Big Hospitality's United We Stand podcast. Today we're speaking to Watley Manor General Manager Sue Williams and Watley Manor Executive Chef Nile Keating. The pair recently launched Paradise Garage, a graffiti-covered food truck that offers simple dishes to take away. So thanks for joining us both. Tell us about Paradise Garage. It's quite a departure from what's normally on offer at Watley Manor, it must be said. But how long has it been in, in, in development? Is it something you've been planning for a while or, or did you just put it together quite quickly?
1: I'd say pretty quickly really. I, I suppose it's been in our thoughts for about a month but in the actual doing uh, within about a week we would got all these sort of elements together and um, we were underway. You've got all the props in a hotel anyway, all sorts of things you can pull on and um, we had a couple of team members who are obviously on wages and out of furlough so we had just a critical mass of five of us to be able to be in the carriage and front of house and, and get it going.
0: And where did you get where did you source the, the carriage? It was presumably not on site at, at Watley.
1: No, it's one for you now.
0: Yeah,
2: the carriage is actually a part of the side venture that I've got. Um, which is we I was going to with my uh I have a business partner, we were gonna um create a food festival this year and um we were gonna have the truck as kind of one of our own food ventures for the uh for the festival. So yeah, it was and obviously with everything that's going on, it ended up sitting around and we did a couple of things. We I had it back at home in Stoke on Trent, Midlands, and we were doing some NHS meals and people who couldn't leave their homes and various bits and pieces, but that got squashed. So um it sat for a little bit and then I think Sue was just like, Shall we get the paradise carriage here, please? And uh, <laughs> It okay. came
0: and you you've got a, a famously new and gleaming kitchen at whatley manor how, how does the carriage compare in terms of equipment um it's not quite the same um, <laughs> good question
2: but it works and it, we can cook things so <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's actually very well equipped yeah it's, yeah it um, it's just not the uh Athenorb, of course <laughs> no yeah
0: and what would tell us about the menu what 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 sort of level i mean obviously it's not it's not pitched at quite the same level as the, as the dining room to tell us a little bit about about the the food offer
2: um well i, I mean the, the truck is completely um the opposite of whatley really this kind of five star hotel two Michelin star dining room and it, it, it but it, i think it's just more about the hospitality of it and um, the menu just reflects the fact that we can still continue doing something and um, I think local people and takeaways are kind of everyone's a bit kind of done in with them. So we, we're just offering like simple, but very tasty stuff with good ingredients, um, things that we can source locally and, and get very quickly um, and, and very reasonably priced. So we're talking like, yeah, we had a chili cheesesteak on last week and everyone was eating it. It was like an aged sirloin um, that we'd, shred super fine and then cook but yeah i mean it's an amazing product but it is just a philly cheesesteak at the end of the day but it it's just kind of best the best philly cheesesteak that we can do
0: and how, how much was that on the menu for uh, 10 pounds wow that's good that's very very really good for your cooking and and so i understand there was a little bit of of, of confusion you know regarding the regulations for, for people when they came and ordered their food can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, I think, uh, obviously, with all all the confusion is going around at the moment, we believe that we could initially invite guests into the garden. They could bring a rug and enjoy the food in the back garden. We've got 12 acres and it's just looking glorious right now. Um, But actually, a first consultation and with the police, it was decided that it was uh, not to be. It's not allowed, certainly for the time being. So, yeah a few guests would have liked to have and were asking if they could go into the garden but it's just a no so it is very much as a drive-through and takeaway at the moment yeah
0: sure and tell us a little bit about about your 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 plans for for reopening the 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 hotel and and its food and drink options what are you going to be putting in place
1: we'll um certainly open with the dining room because um Well, certainly all the calls that we're taking for the moment, that seems to be where the the real interest, very much driven by uh, the Great British Menu win, I would say. But uh, we'll open with the dining room with a few less tables, obviously appropriately spaced. We've got other lovely lounges at Watley, so we're going to just um, extend our seating area into those. So we'll still be able to keep close to our usual level of covers. And um, we will have the brasserie open, but just in the evenings. And for, for Saturday and Sunday lunch, so yeah, it'll be almost business as usual, just slightly pared down, and the carriage will run as well.
0: And 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 no, when 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 the dining room reopens, am I right to think you're going to be running a, a special Great British menu menu?
2: Yes, Great British menu menu. Yeah, Friday Friday and Saturday lunches we're going to be we're uh, doing that, um, and we've already had a huge pickup actually from. From having it on the website already, so yeah, it's looking good.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what's going to be on it?
2: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it's going to be the actual menu that I produced for for my whole menu. So the oyster tempura was my uh, amuse bouche. Uh, starter was um, the mushroom course. Um, then we had the tortellini for the fish. We had the goose with the with the bessie, The legs cooked in the bessie. Um, for the main course and then the dessert was a chocolate frog. Um, actually, before that we had the uh, free dessert which was the Staffordshire Oak.
0: Well, I think you came across really well on the show and you also like you having having a great time.
2: Yeah, uh, well, the first week I didn't I didn't enjoy because I I was very much set out to to just cook and make sure I could win my region. Like, I, I didn't want to take part in the can you walk up here again can you say this again can you do this can we do that I I wasn't very I wasn't very good at that bit so um the first week I didn't enjoy when we got to the finals and or as soon as I'd won the regionals and I knew that I was going to the finals then it was I needed to get to the banquet as quickly as possible so that I could take not just so I knew that I was at the banquet is is what I'm saying, but as soon then that was it. As soon as I got my mushroom, uh dish to the to the banquet, I was like, okay. I just and then I just thoroughly enjoyed like just being in front of the camera. Then it's it's so different once you know that you're going to the banquet because the pressure's almost off a little bit. But
0: yeah, I guess I don't know if you agree with this, but it, it, somehow when chefs of your level, obviously, obviously you, you've reached quite a high culinary benchmark, it's almost more pressure, isn't it? Because, you know, if you've got too many chances, it's it's, it's, it's a little bit embarrassing to to be beaten by, you know, chefs that perhaps haven't quite reached that level. No, you're
2: absolutely right, yeah. Yeah, I felt felt a lot of pressure from that, but I still knew that I wanted to do it because uh, I've I've always just dreamed of doing Great British Menu, whether it was winning it or getting to the banquet or representing the region. I always wanted to do it, but Everything happened so quickly for us at Watley that all of a sudden you're kind of up there without really realising or not realizing but there's you haven't done certain things and you you're you're now put in that twenty chefs that have two Michelin stars in the country and then you go to the Great British menu where these chefs did that ten years ago and that kind of projected them. But yeah, going into the competition as the only two Michelin star chef, it's like, yeah, it's a big pressure because, yeah, I didn't want to, I wanted to represent us as a, as a hotel and restaurant. and Yeah, you don't like you were saying, you don't want to go down against someone who isn't as accolade as you, but, yeah, you just don't want to look daft, really. Sort of.
0: And a rather frivolous, frivolous question, but we were just wondering what you did with all those cauldrons.
2: Uh, we don't actually have them. Um, Great British Menu have them. They oh, they sort of Um We might have to, I think we might be striking a little deal with them to get half of them. The anyway. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're going to need them. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, and, and which of the dishes you you cooked was, you, was your favourite? The
2: tortellini is always going to be special and that's the dish that obviously got to the final.
0: But for me,
2: the main course is my favourite dish.
0: The tortellini struck me as pretty intensive from a mise en place p- p- perspective. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was pretty intense, yeah.
0: <laughs> Head
2: down, go, go, go. <laughs> 300 tortlinis, yeah. How, how, many,
0: how many was it? 340 individual ones?
2: Yeah, around that, I think. I'd had good practice, though. So I'd, I'd just been to uh, Mexico, and uh, we had to make 1,200 tortlinis for for a three-day event.
0: And um, will it be business as usual when you get back into the kitchen?
2: Well, we're gonna have the we're gonna have the same amount of staff because we haven't we've been fortunate enough to not lose anybody. But um, we're just gonna to have to work around in in the best way possible to make everyone's hours um, work for the business. So if we're not opening a certain lunch service or we're not doing something, then we all need to be able to um, go into other areas of the hotel and 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 help help as a whole really. A lot of cross-training is probably going to happen between now and when we reopen.
1: The whole building, it's going to be essentially business as usual because we've managed to keep the whole team together, which we're really proud of, pleased, you know, really incredibly sort of pleased that we've been supporting be able to keep everybody together. Uh, as I said, uh, we are going to be a five-day week operation initially, and then we're just going to have to just look at the whole operation. So although, of course, the kitchen discipline is, is very exact and, and very specialised, the boys are also going to help around the hotel if needed and we're going to get the teams working in different departments just to kind of see us through this period when we um you know well it's just when we're reopening, we don't know quite what it's going to look like, the levels of business and the um yeah, the whole the whole dynamic. And I think it's really quite exciting. I think it's one of the evolutions that's gonna take place in hospitality and it's probably been long overdue actually.
0: And and when are you when are you taking bookings from, Sue?
1: We are taking bookings from the fourth of July. So all being equal, that's that's our go date.
0: Well, Sue, Niall, best of luck reopening the hotel and, and thanks very much for, for joining us.